If you enjoy listening to inspirational stories from people just like us, facing the fear and doing it anyway, then you're in the right place. My name is Claire Hill and this is the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Hello, welcome to a a little mini Monday episode of the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Uh, My name is Claire Hill. In case you don't know who I am, I am a self-belief coach, business mentor, and I help you to see and believe what is possible for you and make that magic happen. That's what I'm all about, possibility. Today, I want to talk to you about the five things I know now about myself that I wish I'd known five years ago, and I do have notes. Um, the reason why I'm doing a series of podcasts is I've, I've leaned into this in some of the content that I do for Claire Hill, because when we actually really sit down and think, well, what are the five things that I wish I knew about this or that I realize about this um, that I wish I'd known five years ago, there's going to be a version of me, somebody like me out there that is five years behind me in their business. And they are going to want to know this stuff. I wish I'd known it. And that's the whole point. So um, five things I wish I'd known about myself five years ago. Number one, that motherhood was going to change how I see myself, how I see the world and what I choose to do in it. Five years ago, my son was six weeks old and I was still in that heavy phase of no sleep, feeding everything like life had not started again yet. And um, it wasn't, it was only another six weeks later. It was, it, it was when he was about three months old that I then started Vivid Wire, where all of this journey has started. And so it's coming up to five years ago that I started making for Vivid Wire. And the reason at this point, five years ago, I didn't know how motherhood was going to change is because if I have to spend my energy doing something, that takes me away from my son, that doesn't serve me straight away, you know, like going out with my mates on the piss sort of thing or um, going dancing or going to a spa or visiting my friends um, for the weekend or, you know, going to have a a lovely meal. Then I want to make sure that 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 time I'm away from him is really worth my energy and how much energy am I putting into it? And this is where this whole situation of um, making for Vivid Wire and how much I loved it and how addicted I got, you know, I just wanted to do it all the time. I just didn't want to teach kids maths anymore. I wanted to do that. I taught kids a long time. So it I really underestimated how becoming a mother was going to change that for me. But it doesn't, you don't have to be a mother to have that perspective. It's just sort of like the the time that you spend serving other people, does your energy that is required to do that, is it worth it? And asking those questions to yourself really helps you clarify what you're here to do. Um, number two, having boundaries around your own energy is, not, is a necessity, not a luxury. I wish I'd known this five years ago. Um, I wish I'd known it a lot longer. I am genetically programmed to be a people pleaser as well as the fact that I was a young carer when I was a child because of my my family and my upbringing um, and my family what happened with my family and so I I have 
my self-worth was built into how I could serve people. So for majority of my life, how I serve other people gives me my self-worth. Now, I am such in a better place now. Now I understand that it's not the case. I was worthy the whole time. I have such better boundaries around my energy. If I don't want to do something, I don't do it. Even if, if somebody feels, well, that's what you should do. Why? Tell me why I should. Because if you're forcing me to do something I don't want to do, you are going to get a much lesser version of me. And um, I I mean, there's some things like when you're a mum, like I don't want to take Jackson to all the kids' parties, but I'm doing it. When I go, I'm going to watch him. I'm going to see his happy face and I'm going to sit in that joyful gratitude of just thinking my son is having the time of his life and I get to take him and I get to witness that joy um but anything else I'm not not doing it my energy is a complete necessity to me and it comes before everybody else's energy because if I haven't got anything to give then nobody gets anything so boundaries around your own energy is necessity (laughs) is necessary um Number three, I thought I was failing a lot, but actually I was learning because failure doesn't exist, only winning and learning. I've done a whole podcast on the fact that failing failing doesn't exist. It's only learning and winning and how freeing it is when you really lean into that and believe that failure cannot exist. You may have disappointment. You may feel that things could have gone better or they've gone less better than you hoped they would. Doesn't mean you failed though but 100% you're learning. And number four, that by deciding to bank the everyday small wins as well as the big ones would result in attracting even more wins. Oh my God, five years ago, I was having a pity party. There's a whole mini Monday episode coming next week about finding the glitter. Um, But by deciding to bank all of those everyday small wins, really searching for the glitter, seeing them everywhere, like, and I say, like in the other episode, you're like, you turn your face and you can see the glittery. You just need to keep turning, keep turning and seeing all the glitter that you have in your life. And the more you look for it, the more you see it. And the more you see it, the more you see the bigger things. And the big things come when you're in that grateful attitude. Like I live and breathe gratitude and joy. It's now more, it's not just a habit, it is a way of life. But it took a lot of practice because I was firmly set in in victim mode and having a pity party all the time. And sometimes my imposter syndrome, that critical part of me, will sort of lean me back into those zones because it's it's more familiar. But I don't want to be there anymore. Thanks very much. All right. I'm done. I am done with having a pity party. So I get to choose to see I have a great life. life. I don't need anything. I, I have everything I need but I want more. Um, And number five, that what people said was too much is actually the magic that helps people to find their magic and make even more magic happen. So the majority of my life, I've always been too much for people. Like, oh, you're too excited. You're too hyper. You're too loud. You're too this. You're too whatever. I've I have mellowed out a lot as I've got older because I just don't have the sun like after 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, uh, I'm ready for bed. But I 
of all, I always recognized that that too much was a weakness when actually it was a massive strength. And I was too much for the wrong people. There are so many people on this planet and there have been so many people already that I've helped with my too muchness. To be able to sit here and talk to you and and really believe that being too much was because of them and not me is so liberating because I really do believe that now. Whereas I would say even three years, maybe four years, yeah, three years ago, I no four years ago I was still teaching and four years ago I would I used to like squash my personality I squash my personality to fit into that school and it was a big school that's how much I am and I squashed my personality I squashed my personality and shrunk for so many people I noticed I was doing it the other day because one of my clients spoke to me about shrinking in front of a group of her friends And I realized that I had shrunk myself and I was shrinking myself to make other people feel more comfortable. That is not my role. My role in my life, my job is to be the biggest and boldest and most wonderful version of myself to its full capacity, not shrinking myself to make everyone else feel more comfortable when I am feeling just so uncomfortable in that situation. And to have the confidence and the ability to sit with that is very, very powerful. So I want you, when you're listening to this, I want you to go out and think about where you may be shrinking yourself. Because my love, there's no reason to ever shrink yourself because the right people will want all of you and all at once. All right. I hope that's helped you a little bit. Um, If you haven't already subscribed and shared the podcast, please go and subscribe or follow wherever you are and tell three friends about this episode. Maybe it will brighten their day. Even if they're not a business owner, maybe it will help them to see where their magic is and how to get that magic out there into the world. All right. Speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the No Rest for the Vivid podcast. Written, produced and hosted by Claire Hill and music has been composed by my brother, Phil Vidler.